Welcome to Great Points, financial insights for improving your relationship with money. I'm Matt Schroeder, Certified Financial Planner and Director of Financial Planning at Great Point Wealth Advisors, a fee-only registered investment advisory firm with offices in Boston and Danvers, Massachusetts. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the power of compounding interest and how you can wield that power to apply it towards goals like college or saving for retirement. So if someone were to ask you or tell you that you needed to have $3 million saved for retirement or $300,000 saved for your kid's college education, scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you that you could develop a game plan to make that a reality? Well, in today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about how we help clients identify you know, their plan towards saving for the future and how to leverage compounding interest both for their futures as well as the well-being of the generations that may come beyond them. We're gonna, so let's start with talking a little bit about what compounding interest is, a little bit about the math behind it, uh, and then we'll break down some of the roadblocks or challenges that, it, that exist in real life, uh, and then we'll walk through a couple of examples so you can kind of start to develop your own game plan. So let's start with compounding interest. Compounding interest essentially is, uh, the simplest term is it's your money working for you or money making money. So if you have $1,000 and that money is growing at 10%, in year one, uh, your $1,000 becomes $1,100. But in year two, you're getting your 10%, not just on the $1,000 you invested, but also the first year's $100 of growth. So at the end of year two, you have roughly about $1,210. And that continues to grow on and on in perpetuity. Um, so to understand the math behind it, um, the, com- the theory of compounding interest essentially states that if you take the number 72 and you divide it by the rate of interest you're earning, that's how long it's going to take your money to double. And this is called the rule of 72. So let's say your money is growing on average about 8% per year. 72 divided by 8 is 9 years. So essentially every 9 years, money invested earning 8% a year would double. So when we look at understanding the power of compounding interest, we look and say, okay, well, how much time do I have? How risky can I be? And how long is it going to take my money to double and then double again and then double again? Now, with everything, uh, you know, all financial goals, there has to be roadblocks, right? So, you know, you may not have nine years or you may not have 18 years until that goal is coming to reality. Uh, you may be risk adverse, so the un- ability to earn 8% without willing- the willingness to ri- invest in anything risky uh, may not be feasible. Um, you know, you have to worry about taxes, you have to worry about liquidity, you also have to worry about your cash flow needs when, you- when you're trying to decide what you can save and how much you can put aside. And all those things are unique to every individual person, and we're not going to answer all those questions in this podcast but basically, I wanted to give you a framework of, of the power of compounding interest and how you can start to shape your decisions when it comes to money and really try to you know, come up with a game plan that aligns with you and the, the people that are involved in your financial life. So let's talk about some numerical examples, and we're going to start with college as the goal. Now, if your child or son or daughter wants to go to a private institution for the college you know right now that annual cost is roughly about seventy thousand dollars a year and so for over a four-year education you're looking at bills close to three hundred thousand dollars now that's not everyone paying the sticker price but let's just use those numbers uh it's kind of for a scare factor you can you know 
cut the math in half if you're looking at state schools and uh, or you're only planning on paying for a certain portion of it. Um, so if I'm sitting with a couple and they have a child who's looking at school and they're already uh, in their senior year of high school, we're not talking about savings anymore. We're talking about how to make college manageable, but also make sure that the parents aren't paying it for the next 30 years. Um, so, But there's really no more savings or you can't really benefit from the power of compounding interest. But if you're sitting down with a couple that has a newborn or grandparents that have a newborn uh, grandchild and they want to start helping out for college, uh, that $300,000 college bill if they start saving for it at the child's birth, um, is a little more manageable. So if you were to put $75,000 in account and let it grow for the next 18 years, uh, that $75,000, using the the power of compounding interest, would grow to be about $300,000. And if you say, well, I don't have $75,000 to put in account, on a month-by-month basis, that would be roughly about $600 a month that you would start saving into an account like a 529 or uh, an investment account growing for the future. Um, and like I said, these are the extreme numbers at the you know some of the more expensive colleges, but um, it kind of gives you a general idea of the earlier you start planning, the better. And if you're even further thinking out, say your child just graduated from college and you realized how hard it was to pay for their college, but you're hoping at some point there's grandchildren in the mix and you'd like to be able to help them out and there's a little bit extra floating around in your uh, paycheck or in your, you know, in your investment accounts, if you invested $19,000 with 36 years to go, so let's say you invested $19,000 today, assuming that your 21-year-old is going to start a family down the road and have kids at some point, um, you know, so giving yourself 36 years of growth, that $19,000 averaging that 8% growth rate would be worth close to $300,000 in the future. Now, as we discussed earlier, there's roadblocks to every situation. You know, the rate of return you can earn is, you know, commiserate with the amount of time that you have to let that money grow and the amount of risk that you can take on. You know, every client's in slightly different tax brackets and, you know, has questions about where I should save and how I should save it. You know, some people want to start saving for college, but they're also nervous about liquidity and what if I need those dollars. So essentially, we work with clients to kind of show them all their options, you know, in a spreadsheet form or, you know, through some various planning tools to give them an idea of, you know, if they save X, here's what the future could look like. If they save Y, you know, here's here's another path they can go about it. But really helping them make educated decisions that aren't necessarily just a, a mass approach to college savings, but they can explain to each other that they feel confident and uh, really comfortable about the decisions they're making. And more importantly, the ability to stay with that plan over time, you know, as roadblocks or things pop up in their life. So when we switch from college to retirement, you know, everyone has a little bit of different approach in how they're planning to save or pay or, you know, their mindset for college. Um, But essentially, everyone I talk to wants to at some point stop working. uh, And that directly impacts them. So when we start talking about retirement, you know, what you spend and how much you need to live on will dictate the, the number. But let's say, you know what, the, you know, the average thinking is I need to have $3 million uh, in an account growing for me for the future, and you ought to be able to enjoy a very comfortable retirement. Um, and like I said, not everybody needs $3 million. If you have a large pension or you live, you know, kind of close to the vest, you may not need as much. But, you know, like I said, we, we use these numbers for illustrative purposes and we kind of go towards the scarier side uh, to start. 
Um, so if you are 65 and you don't have $3 million, you know, obviously we're talking about spending and managing the cash flow as best as you can. Um, but if you're you know, starting off early in your career, let's say you're in your late 20s, early 30s, and you're willing to invest some money for the future, if you happen to you know, come into a nest egg or you know, if you're 30 years old and you've got you know, $200,000 already saved for retirement, that 200000 growing at that 8% return over until age 65 would be worth roughly about $3 million. Now, if you're listening and you're roughly 30 years old and you do not have $200,000 saved for retirement, you know, your monthly goal should be around $1,200 a month. Um, now, you may say, well, I, I don't have $1,200 a month to save. And like I said, you can you know, do your best to kind of achieve as much as you can save today, but also you know, as you get pay raises in the future, thinking about how you can increase savings. Um, and also, there's adjustments to what you spend and how much you really need to, to live on. Um, but just to give you an idea, if you're, you know, if you want to set a goal of retiring in a high level of comfort, you know, this is how we kind of help clients identify how much they're saving today, what that's going to look like in the future, and really uh, understanding that power of compounding interest. So the earlier we start saving and the more we start saving earlier on and the less we dip into that savings, you know, the impact and the power it can have for their financial flexibility in the future. Um, because, you know, we can run all these models and say we're going to retire at this date, but no one really knows the day they're going to retire. You know, their job may or may not be there. Their health may or may not be there. Uh, so they may have the ability to work into their 70s or they may at 62 find themselves, you know, kind of out of a job and not able to, to get back into the workforce. Um, so we want to make sure we're, we're planning early, we're planning effectively, and really understanding the impacts of, okay, if I save that extra $1,000 versus I buy the boat today, how is that going to impact uh, you know, the future? You, know, you have to balance today's happiness with you know, tomorrow's livelihood as well. Now, if we kind of elaborate or extend that time frame and say, well, you know what, I've got a, a brand new grandchild, and I know college is important, um, but I really want to make sure there's a legacy when I'm no longer here. So I want to put a little bit of money in an account for my two-year-old grandchild, and I'm going to let that grow until they turn 65. And you know, I'll be long and gone, but this account is going to be there for them to ensure that they have you know, a legacy to remember me by and maybe an increased quality of life. So if that two-year-old had $24,000 in an investment account, and that $24,000 was allowed to grow for the next 63 years, like once again averaging an 8% rate of return, that money would grow to be roughly $3 million by the time they turn age 65. Now, obviously with inflation, things are going to cost more, so it's not going to mean the same as it does today, but it would be an amazingly powerful legacy that if your grandchild was to look back and say, you know what, I've got a lot more comfort and a lot more flexibility, and I understand the value of compounding interest because my grandparents had the foresight to do this 63 years ago. And that just for me, is, is it's an incredible story and, and it really just emphasizes the power of compounding interest. And everyone can do it. I shouldn't say everyone can do it depending on your, your, the resources that you have available. But you know, it doesn't have to be 24,000. It could be $2,400. You know, the math is relative, but just the idea of understanding how time and growth can work together uh, can really make financial matters a whole lot less stressful in the future. Um, and it's, it's like I said, everything's easier said than done because time uh, is not always on everyone's side. You know, the ability to communicate these discussions with family members is a, is a whole nother ball of wax that we're not going to get into today. Um, but really understanding, you know, if I want to make a difference in the future, 
we help clients, you know, lay out those options and show them, you know, here's how you can impact college. Here's how you can impact retirement. Here's how you can impact your kids' legacies. Um, If you don't have children, here's how these dollars allocated towards charity or towards a a social good can really, really make a long-term impact in building that legacy. So, um, you know, like I said, the I get probably more excited than compounding interest than the average human being does. Uh, but I've been able to illustrate this and show this for clients, and you know, and kind of see these projects through to fruition to to really understand, you know, the the magic that exists. Now, I hope you can apply some of what you heard today to improve your relationship with money. And thanks again for listening. Until next time, on Great Points with Matt Schroeder. Great Points is hosted by Matt Schroeder. Great Point Wealth Advisors is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities and Exchange Commission in accordance and compliance with the securities laws and regulations. Great Point Wealth Advisors does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through Great Points. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.